1: I'm so glad you're here today because we have an amazing guest with us. Alison Reeves. Allison began blogging in 2011 and business coaching in 2017. She helps entrepreneurs scale their income by combining business coaching with mindset restoration. Allison managed marketing teams for several multi-million dollar companies before becoming a full-time entrepreneur and has since helped thousands of people worldwide make more money and more importantly, love their lives. Thank you so much for being here today, Allison. It is such a pleasure to have you and I would love for you to dive into your journey, how you got here today and then we can go a little bit deeper.
0: Yeah, I'll just kind of start with like an overview and then we'll just see what feels interesting. Um, yeah, <laughs> I started blogging in 2011. I had uh, my dad actually had suddenly passed away and I started painting acrylics mm-hmm. and I ha- I'm a musician as well so I used to play more often around town. so I started a blog to like talk about the paintings and sell the paintings and talk about the music and hopefully get some more gigs. And at the time, the college I worked for thought that that was just just qualified me for um, being the website administrator of of the entire college. (laughs) So I very quickly learned how to like do code and build websites because back in 2011, there were still websites where you're building themes from scratch. Like, I mean, which of course still happens, but not for the users like us, right? (laughs) Um, but that was the first time, you know, I had graduated college by that point and the degree that I got wasn't really something I was interested in anymore. So kind of landing into websites and then discovering marketing, I was like, oh, this is like, I feel like I can do this for a long time. Like there's a lot of different things to explore. So my first job was working for a local company. So super focused on local events, search engine optimization locally, and then the next job I had um, was in this similar industry, but it was for software as a service, like large membership platform. So very techie, all online, still did SEO, but very different kind of SEO. Um, and what I noticed so the industry that I was in was in real estate investing. What I noticed was in real estate investing, people often touted as like the way to financial freedom, right? And, and it truly is. And what I noticed was like a lot of the top guys that were real estate investing were usually scaling, were often not usually scaling their income with educational products, mm. with courses, with coaching. So they made you know many millions of dollars through real estate, and then use online education. And when I started getting into, you know, I've been marketing for a long time, but when I started getting into wanting to be like more of a full time entrepreneur potentially, I remember buying a course for like fifty or hundred dollars and it was garbage. And I thought I can do this. (laughs) And so that's kind of what took me from marketing to providing services and had my career to saying like, "I, I really want to coach and consult. And I really think I have the skills to do that and so on and so forth. And I
1: love how it just really built upon things that you were kind of thrown into, but also from your learning and experience as well. And I'm really curious because I know a big part of what you do now is business coaching. How do you combine business coaching with mindset restoration to help
0: entrepreneurs scale their income? Yeah. So the business coaching, I was kind of marketing coaching originally. And one of the first really great coaches that I had said, I, you're, you're doing business coaching. Like you're teaching people, like you're helping them do market research. You're helping them figure out what to sell and then sell it. Like, I think you should call yourself a business mm-hmm. coach. And I've done that in my career too. Like helping people come up with offers and funnels. Mm-hmm. Um, but the mindset coaching, it's funny. Cause the the blog that I had started out for art and turned into more of like a self-care and personal development blog. So mm-hmm. I've always had that like thread in my tapestry, so to speak, -hmm. And when I started business coaching in 2019, I was in a mastermind where I finally kind of understood how much I needed mindset work and how impactful Mm -hmm. it was for me. And like I started doing mindset work and I doubled my income pretty quickly and was able to sustain that. I realized that that was the thing that my clients needed more of too. Like they needed the marketing, they needed an offer, they needed to be able to sell it. But that if, if they didn't believe that it would sell, If they didn't believe it could work, if they didn't know their goals were possible, then they would just like keep hitting this invisible wall. So I'm a business coach that tricks people into doing mindset. (laughs) (laughs) I love
1: it. And, but, you know, it's so true, though, because I do believe the mindset is the most important aspect because you can have all these great offers and everything, put in place. But if you're not believing in that, that energy can shift really quickly in what you're putting out there, how you're putting it out there. And what are some of the key strategies or um, insights that you've gained from your experience working with clients and focusing on the marketing and moving more into the
0: business coaching and also mindset? Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I've like really stepped into now is seeing how all those things work together. Cause I I knew that they did like, we knew, we know that they do, but coming up with a process to figure out um, like, okay, like finding the bottleneck and then finding the tool to address the bottleneck. So for example, somebody might come to me and say, like, I have a mindset problem. Like I'm struggling with my client. And then we talk about it and it turns out to be like more of a practical issue around boundaries or pricing or, <laughs> or right. they did a system or whatever. And so now I kind of have this like four step, not a four step framework, but almost like four, four pillars I go back to. And the first is like mindset. So I would say even before talking about scaling somebody's offer, I at least want to touch on mindset and help somebody have a routine. And then we talk about the offer, but we always talk about it in the perspective of leverage. So that's kind of what I help people with from a different perspective than just generic business, it's like, how do we have leverage with your offer? And how do we have leverage with your marketing? Because then you can scale. And then the next thing we talk about is the resilience side of the nervous system, which is hard to do if you're not making enough money to support yourself. That's why we talk about mindset and money first. And then we work on the nervous system. And then the last thing I help people with is the energetic side which is like learning how to manifest, leaning into feminine energy, allowing your success. And so then when I work with clients, I'm I'm trying to figure out what's the current bottleneck. And then we decide which one of those four things we're going to work on at a time. So they're always kind of happening. And especially like, obviously, the business side of it is always happening. But then we have to look at like most of the time, people who come to me already have some mindset work established, but they don't have like a dysregulated nervous system or they don't know how to manifest in their business. They only know how to like force results. And so it depends on whatever they're struggling with. That's like how we decide what to work on next. But that's kind of like the biggest part of my process and what I've realized in the last year and a half and like how these things come together. And a lot of people just don't realize that they do all work together.
1: Yeah. And I love the pillars to how you have it structured because I do think they're intertwined, but you're right. Like mindset is number one and then money, because if you don't have the mindset, the money's not going to come either. <laughs> and then you can't even think about your dysregulated nervous system and energy to manifest because it's coming from a place where you're frantic versus relaxed, calm, and focused. And I would love for you to share a success story or two of a
0: client that you've taken through that process. Yeah. Yeah two come to mind that I, I feel like I referenced them a lot, but one of them is the biggest case study I've had where when we were working together, she ended up doing, she went from $9,000 a month to having an over $200,000 a month oh, wow. and then has maintained about either between 30 to $80,000 of profit every month since then. So she, I'm like, you need to be my coach now because you're a millionaire. <laughs> um, but she came to me and the, it was a mindset issue where she came to me and She had a, you know, large following on social media and she would see other people getting these opportunities. And she would say, I want that to be me. But she also had like a strong relationship with God and thought that her desire to be seen in a bigger way was like selfish. And so on the mindset side, I was like, the, the things that you want to do are things like they were put on your heart for a reason. It's part of your purpose. And like when we removed the shame around what her bigger goals were, Um, she was able to like, she went viral in the middle of a launch and then we put ads behind it. So that's how we got like such a big number. So fast was like, when we saw the snowball building, we just put more money behind it and it like exploded and did really well. Um, and now she has, a um, actually one of my clients is managing her ads for her. And so he's able to help her stay hands off. So that's a really notable case study on just like how powerful the self-belief can be. and then another one I like to share is more on the nervous system side, where she hit a couple of roadblocks. One was being able to work efficiently because she had a newborn. She could only work at night, which is not her optimal time. And then when she would have to sit at her desk at night, she found herself kind of getting into this anxiety cyclone. And so we, we did some mindset stuff around it, and it wasn't, it would help a little bit, but not a lot. And so this turned out to be a nervous system issue. And you can kind of tell like when something is, I'll say somatic instead of nervous system, like you can tell when you have stuck energy in your nervous system, like when you're dysregulated because you end up in a cycle of something for a long time or a pattern where you've worked on mindset and maybe even done like therapy and it's, you're still kind of stuck in that cycle. And then it might be a somatic issue. So somatic, the word soma refers to the body and it's like a, the trauma informed approach to mindset coaching that involves feeling basically. Mm -hmm. So when we worked on this issue at a somatic level, we were able to tie the anxiety to a story that came up because of something that happened where she was like six or seven. Mm -hmm. So when we were able to give that part of her space to be seen and heard, we haven't had that issue again. And then she hit another wall a few months ago where um, I didn't realize how little she was paying herself. So she had, you know, like a year where she made $90,000, but she hardly took home any of that. And I was like, Oh, we have to, you've learned how to make more money, but you don't know how to feel safe with the money yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that was another somatic issue and mindset issue and a practical issue. Cause we had to, she didn't feel safe looking at her finances and made her stressed out. And so we had to look at that and she was able to more than she she had her first um five figure month over five figure month but more importantly she was able to like triple her take home pay in just 60 days um so those are long stories but those are two case studies i love talking about because it's not just about the money it's about like the you know, the enjoyment of life
1: Absolutely. And I appreciate you sharing both of those stories because I do think it's so significant what happened for both of them and just being able to remove the blocks that were happening for them to really thrive in each of their respective businesses. And I'm really curious because a lot of people do have mindset blocks and limiting beliefs around building their business or take-home pay or being able to just really scale it to the level they want. What are some of the common blocks or limiting beliefs that you see entrepreneurs Entrepreneurs facing and how do you help them overcome those obstacles?
0: Yeah, the the two main blocks that come up and it's interesting. I I designed a quiz last year or early this year. I think it was last year called the Wealth Wound Quiz. Mm-hmm. And so, what's I did a bunch of research beforehand to just kind of figure out like what are the main buckets of limiting beliefs that people usually have around money specifically. Yeah. So now that I've been doing the quiz for a while, I have like data on like. Mm-hmm. The, like the most popular mindset issue. Um, and so the, I, I don't know if I'll remember all of them, but the biggest mindset issues that came up in the research were scarcity, avoidance. Um, and that's where I, uh, worthiness martyr, which mm-hmm. hardly anybody gets on the quiz, but came up a lot in my research And then I always forget the next one, but, um, avoidance and scarcity. Oh, fear is the last one. Mm. So avoidance, scarcity, fear, worthiness, martyr. I think that's pretty much the order of popularity of mindset issues. And so the scarcity side is like, you know, there's never going to be enough. I'll never have enough. It takes money to make money. And the avoidance side is like being afraid to look at it. Um, the fear side is I'm afraid the other shoe is going to drop. I'll never be able to do this again and then like addressing all of those just starts with like the awareness of it yeah. and then i like to use bridge statements to just start like it's basic mindset one on one like if you read an affirmation and you it feels like baloney like if you can't believe it at all then you have to rewrite it in a way that you can believe it where it feels comfortable to say it and then that's how you titrate or ease into like a new belief, um, when it comes to business. So like, that's the biggest thing with mindset. And then when we're working on mindset, if we get into a pattern, that's when I know we might have to do somatic work, Mm -hmm. which is the nervous system stuff on the business. It's like, I feel like it's so consistently like the problems people have are so consistent, which is they just don't have like offers or marketing that are structured very well. (laughs) So it's like, you don't have an offer that can scale your trading time for dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you don't have a way to like sell it consistently. You don't have visibility that can scale. And so those are the two things that pretty much everybody I work with has a problem with, even if they're, I have a, a recent client who's like seven figure earner and doesn't have leverage in her, in her pricing or in her marketing. Yeah. Um, So at all income levels seems to be that's the the thing that people have a hard time getting their head around is like, how do I, how do I get in front of people consistently in a way that is aligned and manageable? Yeah, I think you're right from just what I've seen or heard from
1: all different types of entrepreneurs. I do feel like that is a common theme. And I know you see that clearly with clients you work with because that is where you're helping them mostly. But I love that you're able to really help them in the business aspect, but also somatically too, because I think that's a little harder to define when you're working with somebody in the beginning, because the business stuff, it's a little bit more black and white. It's like, okay, well, we need to change your offer. But when it's that internal aspect and the mindset and restoring that, I think is so key and pivotal to the work that you're doing. And I'm curious from your experience, how has that contributed to overall success and fulfillment for the entrepreneurs that you work with?
0: I think that's just it. I think it, it does contribute to their success and fulfillment. Um, I think one thing I'm really passionate about, and maybe this is a a more clear answer is like, they all want to make more money, but not at the expense of their life. Yeah. And like, I've had a lot of the clients that come to me for coaching specifically are like, they know how to make money, but they're like, I hate it so much that I might quit. And I'm like, no, (laughs) like one person was working like 60 hours a week to do, you know, eight, $8,000 $8,000 a month. And it's like, that doesn't feel worth it to me. Like I don't get to hang out with my kids anymore. Another person came to me and her income was inconsistent. I said, you know, like, how is this impacting you? And she said, I'm just not enjoying anything about life anymore. Right. Like she had a newborn. She was having a hard time spending time with them. Um, and then the, the millionaire client, I don't know if she's a millionaire, but she's made over a million dollars in the business. Um, her, when she came to me, she was working 80 hours a week. And she was just kind of like, okay with it. (laughs) It's like, this is the bottleneck for you. Like I know right now it's like been consistent. So she's kind of doing okay. And she came to me to help her grow. She has two businesses. One of them is very consistent and very good. And the other one is new and that's what she really wanted help with. But in our first call together, when I found out she's working 80 hours a week, I'm like, I know you think this is okay, but you're going to run out of steam eventually and so we've been only been working together for five weeks and now she's working 30 hours a week and she's making more money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what, when you, whether it's working with me or, or whether it's just looking at having a holistic approach to business and mindset together, the benefit is like balance, enjoyment. And the. Re- <laughs> I didn't say this earlier, but like a huge reason why I got into the mindset side and why I got into the somatic work is because a lot of my biggest case studies took a break from working for months after working with me. It was like, they went on this like huge sprint and then they were like super close to burnout. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm the common denominator, like my approach in helping them. Like, I'm so happy that they had all this success, but like, I feel like I have a part to play in helping them have a more sustainable business. And I guess that's kind of a summary of everything I just said is when you have a business where you take into account mindset and nervous system, you Can do it forever. (laughs) Yeah. No, you absolutely can. And I love that how you
1: broke that down. And I think a lot of it too is this idea of, and I was just having this conversation the other day about hustle culture, how it's, well, we have to be hustling. We have to be able to grow our business and spend as much time as possible, especially in the beginning of something. But realizing a lot of times when we are in tune with our energy and abundance and really focusing on, okay, well, doing result producing activities versus, Wasting time or focusing on things that don't really matter at that moment—they might matter later on. But being able to—the example you just gave—went from eighty hours to thirty, and that's just a testament too of where the energy is going. Really tuning into that, and I love that you really focus in on manifestation. That's the last pillar, if I'm correct. Yeah. But what does that? Tra- how does that transpire for clients once they've really worked through the mindset, the um, money aspect, and then also the nervous system? I know that's a big part of it too but how does it, how do they go from the nervous system to the manifestation? What does that look like? I know it's different for everybody, but
0: yeah, I would say that's probably the least like systematized part of the process. And I think it's probably the thing I am still getting my own head around, like in my own spirituality and beliefs Mm on like, like how to manifest and what energetics are. And a lot of that has to do with like my, my own somatic healing journey is like two years old. So I'm like a two-year-old in energetics, but people relate to it a lot when I teach it because I feel like I am like a beginner and I have a very grounded practical mindset about it. Um, so like the, the reason why it's important to get into the energetics where whether you do it at the beginning phase of your business or at the end or all throughout is because again, it's another key piece to sustainability. So there's this mindset that can happen. I mean, entrepreneurship is hard. If it were easy, everybody would probably do it because then you can sit on your couch and work all day like we do. (laughs) Um, But it's another big piece of like sustainability. So a lot of like what my clients encounter that this piece can help with is like this feeling of like the weight of the world on their shoulders. Like I'm responsible for everything. And so whether you work on energetics like after working on all these other three pillars, or you just start working on it now, it's about like knowing that you are supported mm-hmm. um, and balancing just masculine and feminine energy too. Um, like it's our our culture just operates in such a masculine way where we're always pushing, always forcing, and so you're when you involve feminine energy, intuition, creativity. I'm doing a training next month called um, the creative intuition workshop for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. It's something that I want to learn more about and explore. Like I'm, I'm pretty good at expressing myself and I'm a creative person, but like, mm-hmm. I know that has a big impact on my business. And I'm trying to connect the dots to like, what does that look like to help people be more intuitive and have more fun and have their business more playful. Um, so yeah, the ways that I teach it, I have like a workbook called allowing your success. And then I have like a routine around, manifesting and meditation and then really you have to learn your own personality how you manifest because you might be a specific manifester or a general manifester um like the goal i think the goal of of all of it is to manifest with your business like the goal of working on your mindset working on leverage working on your nervous system is to eventually get to the point where you're just like relaxing and receiving in a multiple six-figure business like it's like the pinnacle that you're trying to get to
1: Exactly. No. And I think that's beautifully said too, because I I think it is different for everybody. But it's figuring out what works best, even with your workbook, like having a structure around it of what's going to work best for our energy, our business, whatever it may be. But I'm curious because I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with finding the balance between financial growth, but also personal fulfillment. And what has that looked like for the clients that you have worked with of being able to balance both of those? I know it goes back to your pillars, but more
0: so if you could give us an example of what that would look like. I think the first thing is, is getting clear on what you want. I'm mm-hmm. um, understanding your personality. So, you know, I'm sitting here saying like I had a client go from 80 hours to 30 hours a week, but I have another client who like, he just figured out recently. He's like, you know, I I like to work. And some people like poo on me for working on the weekend or working 60 hours a week. And but like, he hangs out with his kids all the time. He's, mm-hmm. he's healthy. He's got a good relationship with his wife and he likes to work a lot. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) And so like balancing business and fulfillment of life is figuring out, first of all, what you specifically want. And then the next thing is figuring out like creating enjoyment in your work and your life intentionally. And so that was one thing I had to work on was I like part of my story was having like these really big income months and then kind of going into a depression and then having a really bad income month where I kind of realized that, Not only had I never celebrated any of my successes, but I had been doing, I'd been focusing all my energy and attention on my business. So then when that wasn't the primary thing I was focused on, I was like, well, what is there? Yeah. What am I doing? Why am I here? Mm -hmm. Um, And so then I worked on creating that, like, why am I here? What am I doing? What do I enjoy? And getting back to those roots. Um, I used to, I hate the saying, or I I don't hate it anymore. I used to hate the saying, like, it's, it's about the journey, you know, and Mm -hmm. like, no, I want the destination. Like I'm only going on this journey because I just want the destination. But the thing is on the journey, like you're constantly moving the goalpost for what your destination is. And I didn't really know that until I'd gotten, you know, like for a long time, I wanted 30 key months and then I had a 30 key month. And I was like, I want a 50 key month and I had a 50 key month. And then and then I had a zero K month, <laughs> like not in cash, but in new sales. And I was like, oh, like I, I've been moving the goalposts, not celebrating, nothing was ever enough, investing bigger and bigger, not paying myself more and more. And then I was like, what? And that's the reason to be an entrepreneur, the reason to make more money is to enjoy life more. And so just keeping that North Star um,
1: mm-hmm. is critical. I agree. And I do think it's celebrating those wins, no matter how small or big they are, because it just gives it back the energy of like, yes, I see the growth I've had. And now I can move forward versus just like running through it and not even stopping to be like acknowledging the win that you just had. And I love that you did say that because I think a lot of people struggle with that. I know I did up until the last year or so of just not even recognizing all the successes I had. It's just like, oh yeah, that little thing, no big deal. Let's go. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's so true because it energetically it changes it because then you have that proof of all the things that you have accomplished. And just when you have those moments, of sadness or anything along those lines. It's a reflection showing, wait, look, look what I did do. And I'm curious because entrepreneurship is definitely a journey itself. Um, but with your experience, what have been some of the obstacles
0: in building your business? Many, um, (laughs) one big thing (laughs) for me. So I think consistently growing my email list is something I'm really thinking about a lot. um, I think my biggest obstacle in the first two years was really like mindset, self-confidence, and then figuring out like what my niche was. Mm -hmm. So I, I've, I've always had a hard time like being really specific and what I want to do. And then I, I launched a coaching program for bloggers in 2019. And that's the same time I joined uh, the first like super high ticket mastermind that I did. Mm -hmm. And they were like, go all in on a niche, that's how you scale. And so it was like, the option was to go all in on this niche that I already had rather than start from scratch with something. So I kind of ended up in this, like where I was. I like basically became a blog coach and kind of became known for that. And as much as I love blogging, it's not the only thing I've done and it's not the only thing I love. Um, And it's not the niche I wanted to be in, especially exclusively. Um, Even in my blog coaching program, I'd say half of the people in the program ended up monetizing another way. And we had the tools and the coaching for them, but it was like blogging is not always the best tool for the thing that you want to sell. And so when I had kind of that depression and then realignment and everything coming out of that, that's when I realized I wanted to be more, I didn't know what it looked like yet, but I knew I wanted to speak more to the mindset side. And I did not want to be a blog coach specifically. So I kept that program open for probably another year after that realization and then dropped it last year and launched a mastermind where I teach these four pillars. But anyway, to answer the question, the niche and like having a niche that was specific enough to where people can understand what I'm doing, but general enough to where I can be creative, (laughs) that was one of the hardest things. And then the consistent visibility, like I feel like that's constantly changing and well, it is constantly changing for all of us. It's like this algorithm changed. I had a webinar funnel that was working and then it wasn't working. And then that's how it's growing my emails and getting sales. Or what are we going to do now? Um, for a long time, I just used Facebook organic Mm -hmm. and like in 2020, all of my face, my traffic was from Facebook Mm -hmm. in 2022. Most of it was from Google. That's just two years when it 180, where all my traffic was coming from. Uh, and I think like if I was going to give myself advice or just anybody advice listening to this, it's just to this is another benefit of the energetic side and maybe another reason to lean into the energetics is because I feel like my intuition, my creativity have allowed me to pivot really gracefully through changes in the market, where I don't have to like wait for a newspaper to come out. I can just shift what I feel energetically happening. And that has worked really well for me. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, marketing and niching are a giant pain in the butt. I would fully agree.
1: <laughs> I've had my fair share. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, it's just realizing because you're knit can change and based off of what you're doing is blogging was where you started but i love what you're talking about the marketing aspect a few years ago is facebook then it was google ads and being able to really understand where the energy is going and shifting with it but also being true to yourself and knowing it's going to work in different businesses different genres all of those factors play a part of what we're doing and i'm curious i know you've given a lot of insight but what are some of the tips that have been really beneficial for you in this entrepreneurial journey? Oh gosh,
0: big question. (laughs) I feel like the biggest, one of the things that comes to mind when you ask that question, I've been working with a coach um, named Jenny Kahn for over a year now, which is the longest I've ever worked with one person. (laughs) And what helps me kind of, what feels like an anchor for me is like, I am the brand. (laughs) And so then whether my niche changes or whether the market changes or whatever happens, just remembering that if I stay true to myself and what's aligned in me, I'm the brand, Um, And what other business advice have I gotten? I don't know. The other thing that comes to mind is having like a content plan. I am an intuitive person where I have to write from inspiration. And so it's been hard for me ever to have like a super consistent plan. Um, But now that I want to, like one thing that's changing for me is how much energy I want to invest in social media, which is much less than I ever have. And I think that's, That comes back to like leverage on like the ultimately the CEO cannot be like fiddling around on Instagram all day, (laughs) you know? And so in this phase of my business, I've realized like, even though I like to really lean into intuition, creativity when doing my content, um, I can't delegate when I do that. I have to have a plan. And so I'm really finding and going back to energetics too, I feel like the masculine side of like having the plan really supports the feminine side of needing to lean into creativity intuition and spaciousness mm-hmm. so that's something else I've been really resistant to that I got support on recently is like creative a plan stick to the plan yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah and I, I feel like it's a balance too right because you can't be all just like planning everything but I think when we lean into that energy where it is that creativity a lot more things can flow in that we might have never thought of if we have the space to do so and I yeah. think that's beautiful that you've been able to merge the two together as well. Yeah. And I'm curious because I know you use a lot of tools for building your business on the back end, especially with marketing and other things we've shared today. But what have been really beneficial for your business when you've been growing it on the back end? Wow.
0: I, we could do a whole podcast episode because I have opinions. <laughs> please, please. <let's> <laughs> so I went, I was a marketing manager at that soft at the SaaS company. And, um, we had a dev team like developers and coders working for us, but the marketing team always wanted to move faster than the dev team. So we got used to like DIYing as much as we could. Um, so I have tried a lot of different email marketing tools, but I would say like, The tools you need to have for your your business are like, you need a website, even if it's one page, it'll it'll give you flexibility and lots of options. I have a strong preference for WordPress. Squarespace is the secondary option, but if you want to blog and have really consistent content, I would say WordPress hands down. Then you need an email marketing tool. And this is like, even if you have an in-person business, I would argue you still need a website and you still need an email marketing tool. These are like the two non negotiables. For email marketing tools, I've tried so many of them. <laughs> I would say top two paid options are Active Campaign and ConvertKit. Active mm-hmm. Campaign has better pricing. ConvertKit has a new community aspect for creators. And so I see myself pop maybe moving to ConvertKit just because it could be a way to grow my email list where someone else is doing some lifting. Um, mm-hmm. Active Campaign has a slightly better price. For free email marketing tools, I recommend MailerLite.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And for marketing tools, I want people to stop using. No, I won't say that because this is recorded. I don't want anybody to come off, come for me. Um, there are some tools I highly recommend against, but I won't say those. But you can just DM me on Instagram, <laughs> and I'll let you know. Those <laughs> so, are two non-negotiables, and then I'm always playing with other tools. Um, a really fun tool that. Like I'm hesitant to mention, but I will because I don't want everyone to use it because it's really great. <laughs> um opus.pro. Yeah. Have you heard of it? It is really yeah, I, I just it. heard of it. It is really amazing. I was trying mm-hmm. to find competitors that would do, I haven't found a competitor yet that does exactly what it does, but mm-hmm. people listening, it can take a long form video. You can either upload the file or give it a YouTube link and it will turn it into short form content. Yeah. Like, if I give it a 45 minute video, I'll get about 15 videos. About five of those are really, really good, but it's only 20 bucks a month and it saves hours and hours of time. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that has been my new best friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I bet with your <laughs> podcast recordings, you just like <laughs> plop it in there and get all your short form content. It, it's amazing, it definitely helps. <laughs> especially being a one woman show at the moment.
1: Um, But I do appreciate you sharing all those tools. And definitely, I'm curious, maybe after you can tell me which ones are not to use, but definitely (laughs) DM Allison's, so you can find out. (laughs) Don't want anyone coming for you. but (laughs) um, But I'm curious too, because I know you've had a lot of insights of just everything you've been able to help clients achieve, but also your own business and growing it. What are your future aspirations and goals for your business in the next year or so?
0: Yeah. yeah. I feel really excited right now. Like I've, my income has been like 80 to 90% coaching and consulting since 2019 or maybe even 2018. I quit my full-time job in 2019. So, um, and now I launched a membership in February and it has a pretty low cancellation rate. Uh, and so I'm really excited about like, what would it look like if the majority of my income was leveraged? Cause one-on-one coaching isn't really leveraged, right? It's like, Um, And so I feel really excited about um, growing that membership. It's a membership that combines mindset with business but largely focused on mindset, nervous system, energetics. It's $33 a month and I'm making about 400 a month from that right now. And I would love for that to be like, I'd love to get like a thousand people in there and just like put my whole entire heart into that membership. Um, And so what that requires me to do like is have I'm getting my head around like having a volume based business
1: Mm -hmm. rather than a
0: coaching business. So what does that look like? That looks like me being super focused on growing my email list, maybe looking at doing paid ads again, organizing my own um, bundles, which I'm starting to do. I've been in a bunch of bundles. I've grown my email list a lot that way, but I've never done the heavy lifting to put one together. Um, And so that's, that's what's on the horizon for me is, Growing more of a volume based business and then having a lot more like um physical products. Like I want people to have things in their hands. So like t shirts, mugs, um, other kind of fun things. Like those two things are really calling to my heart right now on lo- low cost offers and more volume and having like giving people things to hold. Um, those things feel really fun. I love it. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything right. here except for my husband and I made these um. Mindset card decks are um, oh, cool. one thing that I've had for a couple of years where they have affirmations on all of them. Oh, I so I send it. them out as client gifts a lot.
1: That's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> well, I so appreciate you coming on, Allison. Where can people find you, use your services? We're going to link everything below, but if you could let us know too.
0: Yeah, it's AllisonReeves.co. And then my handle everywhere is AllisonReevesCo. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, not LinkedIn, but you can find me pretty easily there. Um. On AlisonRaves.co, it's in the menu, but alicereavesco slash workshop always has my upcoming free workshops. I do live interactive workshops every single month um, where they're you know actually live, like not pre-recorded webinar style. And I do um, coaching and give people feedback on those calls. And they're always about kind of the blend of like business and mindset. So those are the best places to find me. And I would love to meet everyone listening.
1: Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Allison, for just sharing all your insights and your beautiful journey of how you got here today. But I so appreciate everything that you shared with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Allison today? I'm sure she would love to see that comment, and we'll see you on the next episode. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.